Welcome to the B-Sides and Beers podcast. Welcome to B-Sides and Beers, episode 22. Tonight we're digging into the world of album artwork. Tonight our guest is the super talented Trevor Stickle of Stickman Fine Art. Uh, you can find his work on stickmanfineart.com and on Instagram at stickmanart. How are we doing tonight, guys? Thanks for uh, joining the show here. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, this should be fun. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Well, I guess we should uh, kick it off by maybe a little bit of backstory about your uh, your whole art world and how you kind of got into things. And um, sure, I don't know how far we'll go back. Um, we'll go back probably ten years. I, I've been published for ten years. Um, so, for those that don't know what that means, just means that um, most of my work. Um, you can buy reproductions of it. So when you go to a gallery, um, us being Canadian, you could think of, um, you know, Robert Bateman, where you got a edition sizes and stuff like that. So uh, about 10 years ago, um, I had some conversations with uh, Michael Goddard, who is uh, super successful. Uh, some people say one of the uh, best-selling artists in, in our time anyways. Um, he, he's the guy that does the... Uh, olives and martinis on black canvas and that type of cartoon olives yeah, yeah, those and stuff are like awesome that. So, um, yeah so i hooked up with him and um uh he's got a, a gentleman that helps run his business the publishing side and uh so i uh, got hooked up with those guys about 10 years in the running and uh um you know for, for him it was he's considered the, the rock star of the art world and uh, he, he's a lot of good friends with uh, a lot of musicians he's super close with Ozzy and and these type of guys so when he saw my artwork um you know, my stuff definitely reflects that type of stuff it's all mine's all music based and pretty much rock and roll based uh with a few exceptions so uh it was a, it was a natural fit and uh, I've been with those guys ever since and they kind of look after the business side of it so it's uh it's pretty handy to to have and so um you know a lot of times uh yeah, that, that stuff is all based out of Las Vegas. So sometimes I'm confused with being a Las Vegas-based artist or a U.S.-based artist, but I, I do still reside in Edmonton, Canada. So uh, still a Canadian Very artist. Very cool, so. man. How did you uh, get hooked up with Mike Goddard? I sent him an email. So I, uh, so I used to... Um, um, I was painting, and, and, and earlier in my career, I was painting Harleys and... Uh, gold masks and uh, skidoo helmets, all that type of stuff. So all, uh, um, sorry, all air- airbrushing or? Um, yeah. Back then it was. And I used to take my stuff to a, a, a body shop to get it clear coated. And the owner of that body shop uh, here in Edmonton was Cougar Collision. Um, and the owner of that body shop, Graham, um, said to me one day, so why don't you put some of this stuff on canvas? Um it seemed like a good idea. It was flat. It was white. It seemed a lot easier than painting helmets and goalie masks. So I, uh, I put down, I think 12 paintings and I had some friends that owned, uh, lounges, bars and stuff. They owned a series of bars. So I had an art show at one of the lounges 
And I think I made more in that night than, you know, three years of painting helmets. I actually, from that night, I've never touched wow. another helmet. So I was doing that a little bit. Um, I did a sh an independent show in Vancouver and I was working up to doing my third show here in Edmonton. Um, when I kind of got the idea to, to reach out to publishing and, and the way I approached it was I was going to all these art galleries as I traveled. I've been lucky enough to travel a little bit. And I would walk into certain galleries that I could see my artwork being in. I mean, there's certain types of galleries that mm -hmm. I just don't belong. And I would know that right away. And I was noticing that the galleries that I thought would be, I would do okay in, which I'm going to just call, for lack of a better term, more blue-collar art. Right? It's not high-end art that you would find in Chelsea or New York right, right. or anything like that. And it was a lot of the same art. Every time I went to these galleries, I kept seeing the same names. And uh, so I kind of started writing these names down. And... Uh, the most popular, of course, was Michael Goddard. And so I think I got about eight or nine names. And I was going to just research publishing, how these guys got in these galleries and that type of stuff. And I was about to email the last person on that list. And I said to myself, you know what? My muzzle start at the top. You know, shoot for the stars, right? Or shoot for the moon, mm -hmm. settle for the stars sort of thing. So I fired my first email was to Michael Goddard. And uh, he replied wow, that's awesome. and just said, it was really cryptic too. I think his email just said something like, uh, you'll be contacted in th in three to five days. And then three to five days later, I got an email from this guy named Nick Landis who uh, um, runs the business side of it. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. So yeah, I kind of just took a shot. And, and won. <laughs> yeah, got lucky. It's been good ever since. Wicked. So. So um, you said you're working out of Vegas. How does that? Uh, so that? I, I paint in Edmonton, and then as soon right. as I'm done the painting, it gets shipped out of Vegas. And you have a gallery so, that represents you in Vegas, or yeah, I do. I do have a. I would call my home base gallery um, in Vegas. Uh, it's actually called Michael Goddard Art Gallery. They probably carry the more stuff than anybody else. Um, being a hometown, it makes it really easy. So the the publishing company in Vegas, what they do is they receive it. They scan it. They do kind of like all the, the, the color touching, that type of stuff. And they make it ready for prints. And they're actually a print shop. So then they'll make chaclays, which is just a high-end print. Um, they'll stretch canvas, that type of stuff. And then they distribute to galleries. So, yeah, so all my stuff just kind of lives in Vegas. Yeah, It's distributed from there. Very good. So, I love Vegas. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? I mean, I mean... I mean Unfortunately, the, the only problem with it is when I when I go to Vegas now until COVID, I was going about two, three times a year, is there's always one or two days of work. And as fun as Vegas is, it's not fun when you have to work. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's like staring out the window, watching everybody having fun, especially if I had a, a, you know, a show that night, you know, you're watching everybody at the poolside drinking cocktails and you're just like... How, how drunk can I show up in my own show? <laughs> yeah, I can say I've never worked while I've been in Vegas. Like the farthest <laughs> yeah, from it, actually, I've never even come close to that. So, yeah. And, and then you start to argue with yourself a little bit, or you, you you try to justify it. You say, "Well, wait a second. It's my show. I don't think anybody ever told Keith Richards what to do before his <laughs> never. show." Never. So you try to justify <laughs> it, right? So um, just a short story. I was a. Uh, the first time I was ever sitting poolside, man, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to have a couple drinks. 
And uh, I started feeling pretty good, but it was only about 1.30 in the afternoon. So I had time. And all of a sudden my phone rang and they were like, oh, we need you to do a, a, a radio Damn. interview in person. In person. And we need you to, like, we're sending a car for you and, and you have to go in studio. And uh, I was gassed. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I show up at this, this interview. Hey, had a few under my belt, but whatever. Oh man, if I'm drunk by 1.30, I need a nap if I want to keep going. <laughs> well, that was my idea, right? Have, have a couple early in the afternoon, have a little nap, and then oh, yeah. and then to have my art show that night. But uh, yeah, they threw a bit of a curveball at me. We got through. That's we awesome. got through. Well, I've been a been a huge fan of your art for a while. I, I still have that uh, that your your first Prince one that you put out there, and that's on my wall in my living room and. Yeah, it's 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 oh, awesome, nice. and uh, I still want to pick up at some point uh, the original Lemmy that you put out. I'm gonna try and track one of those down. Yeah, so it's one good. Of the, it's one of the few that I actually have. I don't keep a lot of my artwork, but I do have a print. I can't afford my own originals, unfortunately, <laughs> but I do. Have, I do. I do have a print of Lemmy yep. in my living room. <laughs> Kick ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so you got a drink in your hand there, yes. And uh, we usually start off the show by just explaining what we're drinking and like. Um, so, what do you got there? It looked like wine. Or it is wine, and I have a story behind. It. All right. Um, so, I know you guys are called B sides and beers. Um, <laughs> back in October, October first of two thousand last year. Um. I thought I was fighting with flu for a couple weeks and then I, it wasn't getting better. So I went to the hospital in the beginning of October and the doctor comes in and said, you've had complete renal failure. So my kidneys weren't working. Um, so I've been on dialysis ever since I'm not vascular. This is actually a, uh, I know we're probably not doing video, but, um, as you can see, I do dialysis okay. three times a week wow. and, Part of being on dialysis is you have to limit the amount of fluid you take in. So that really restricts beer oh, yeah. drinking. So wow. yeah, wine just a little bit easier to control your fluid amount. Three ounces of beer is just doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. So, no kidding. I need a variance today, fellas. <laughs> oh, that's allowed. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. That, no problem there. We usually, when we're not drinking yeah. beers either because we ran out or... Or you bought too much Pink Whitney or uh, somebody's on the boobly or... Never too much Pink Whitney. No, no, there's never too much. <laughs> that stuff is delicious. Uh, awesome. Yeah. No, I've had a few Merlots and Bubblies. So what kind of wine are you drinking, Trevor? You know what? Good question. Uh, Ray poured it for me and I don't even know. Um, I'm trying to have a look here. I can't even read that far. Hey, I... I don't even know what it is. <laughs> she just poured it, brought it over. It's red. I'll drink it. It's red. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. You, you think I've become more of a wine connoisseur since I have to drink it uh, instead of beer, but she just knows generally yeah. what I like and she'll just put it. There's nothing you know, wrong with that. It, so. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. So. yeah. I can drink the odd cocktail still, but you can't really put mix in it. So, uh, you know, you're, uh, your cocktails become old fashioned yeah, or Sazerac. Short straight loses. Short, or, yeah, shots, or shots, yeah. right? Just do shots. 
cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you yeah. got, Mike? What are you drinking? What am I drinking? Okay, I got two really fancy yeah. ones that I found today. So the company is called. What the hell is that? Uh, House of Funk Brewing Co. out of North Vancouver. Uh, so I've got the first one that is a farmhouse IPA called Bootsy. So it's got this really cool tarot card cartoon picture of Bootsy Collins on it. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was that was wicked pimp. So I had to grab that one. And that is a 6.75%, which is low for me, I guess, lately. <laughs> the last couple that I've had have been like eights and nines. So it's it's crazy what these uh these microbreweries are able to put out for alcohol content and it's and quite often I'm not searching for them, but they like the first couple that I grab tend to be higher percentage for whatever reason. And I don't know if it's just because I'm going for a more badass um logo on the can or picture on the can that that kind of jumps at me as being heavier and harder but uh yeah so i got that one and the other one is also from funk house brewing co it's called uh valhalla it's a wild pale ale and it's got nice. badass viking on it yeah Whoa. yeah so sweet and that one is a five percent so yeah Weak. Weak. That's all right. <laughs> right on. Uh, Dane, go ahead. All right. Um, I saw something today in the beer store that, like, it said it was a new arrival, and I saw Big Rock, and I was like, pass. <laughs> but then I looked at it, and I looked at it, and the can has changed. But it's Grasshopper. Wow. Old so, school. Yeah, yeah. Like, old school Big Rock Grasshopper. I used to drink this like right when Far I turned Far too much 18. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. With like the, what did they put? Like a lemon slice or something on it? Yeah. Or orange slice or something like that. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Some kind of fruit. And cover the probably lack of taste. <laughs> but I bought it just Have so I flashback. could relive my... Yeah, relive my my glory days as an eighteen year old drinking grasshopper. So I got that. I'm really excited about it. Uh, and then right now I'm drinking. Um, this was a new one too. Nickel Brook Brewing Company out of Ontario. They've got something called uh, Cause and Effect hmm. Bond. Um, it's cool because they have like all the stuff on the back that you're supposed to be tasting. I think this is oh, yeah. interesting. Hints of this and. <laughs> <laughs> the different types of hops, the different kind, like the the type of yeast, right? California right. ale. The hops is a Magnum, a Cascade, and a Centennial, and then the malt. Uh, so it's a Pilsner, a Munich, a Maris Otter, and a Carafoam. Hmm. So that I mean, like, if you're a beer geek, then you know we'd have like a decent conversation. <laughs> we're we're working our. We're, I have no we're idea. working our way up to uh, the the education side of things slowly as we go. So maybe one day this will actually be yeah. an education, uh, an educating podcast. But for right now, it's. Uh... Yeah, I prefer the Carafoam <laughs> over the. I, uh... you, you've been talking about Carafoam, and I'm telling you, I'm drinking red wine, and I don't know the name. <laughs> we don't know what any of those terms mean, though. That's the thing. We got no idea. <laughs> yeah. And got to do the my shout out to uh, Aerosmith. 
So I've got my Mount Aerosmith blonde and my low pressure awesome. porter, which is awesome. Yeah, I grab a couple of those every well, weekend. I still it's haven't delicious. found the uh, any of that here. No, I was going to say that I haven't found Mount Aerosmith. I haven't found Ace. Yeah. Like I can't find any of those. Yeah, they probably don't leave the island, unfortunately. With mm-hmm. who knows what's going on now? Maybe things will get better by you know summer or something like that. But yeah, that's too bad. And 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 yeah. also speaking of uh, of your island prices, how we keep bringing up your your five dollar ferry tax. I actually found a five dollar beer, and that's the Bootsy one. That's, that's the it's only one. The rest of them were anywhere between like yeah. two fifty and and three fifty and three twenty five. Yeah, and this yeah. one was was pretty well five even. So Bootsy yes, needs his cut, right? Time. Do you think he's getting any? Oh, probably not. Oh, for sure, <laughs> they just stole the likeliness. Yep. And they call them. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's why they made Ballons it a tarot card with a with a uh, a skull bootsy on it so they can <laughs> <laughs> reasonable reasonable facsimile but not the same damn thing wow trust me there's ways around yeah. copyrights <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm drinking have you I, ever i don't know if this is oh sorry go ahead Bing. no 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 go ahead no i, I don't know if the, there's so many names on this but the can was cool, and I've never heard of this kind of beer before. Well, I've heard of this brewery, Driftwood yep. Brewing out of Victoria. Mm-hmm. But nice. Viewfield Brett Saison. Oh, a Saison. Yeah, I don't know. And it's got all those kind of names that you were talking about on the back there, Dane. But I have I can't even pronounce some of this, like Sacharo Micus, Bretano Micus, Raw Wheat, Barley Malt, Hops, Water. So the micus, I'm assuming, is your yeast. I don't know. It must the be different types of yeast. Must be. So I don't know. I've never had this. This is a six point three percent. It's a funky, fruity panoramic for fermentation and ultra high def multicolor. Whatever the hell that means. <laughs> so I'm gonna give that a spin. Uh, and then I got an old boy, parallel forty nine. Nice brown ale, nice. which nice. I had never heard of before. Um, <laughs> The brown ale, yeah. And then I got a uh, golden ale from uh, Big Bear Brewing Company out of Kelowna. Oh, cool. So nice. So yeah. I got I got one from the island. I got one from the mainland, lower mainland, and I got one from the interior. So I got it covered. But I'm going to go to this Driftwood Brewing one and see what happens. Bridge is starting to make more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Got to keep it handy. <laughs> it's like f- kind of fruity beer. Fruity beer, kind of. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's not well, bad. It's, it's kind of we're coming up on the season of fruity beers anyway, so it's uh, it's oh, there's so many in the liquor store now. Real. It's like it's fruity beers and sours rasp. that keep popping up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we got album art. Where are we starting? Nobody knows. <laughs> the, 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 the list is long. So how, how do we, how do we want to cover this? Yeah, how do we want to cover this? Do you want to? I was just going to pull from my uh, my box of records okay. here, and um, just talk about the art, whatever I know about it, and then maybe a little bit about where I picked up the record and 
where it's traveled with me and yeah go for it dane go st- kick us kick us off i like that all idea. right I'll, I'll kick you guys off with a good one hold on <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> uh, what, what was that one for, album for the listeners so they can track it down that's uh good old boy luke, luke Combs. Combs. <laughs> yeah what's uh, the name of the album what you see is what you get <laughs> partner first <laughs> wait first first track on side one beer never broke my heart <laughs> yeah that is the most country title ever that's because it is good old country <laughs> um okay so for real though exile exile amazing. favorite yeah. favorite exile album ever yeah for so sure. good dane that so album can can i see that again because that looks completely yeah. different than my version really so this is an original. It's pretty mm-hmm. haggard, but it looks totally different than that. It's got like the kid with the big mouth on it. Oh yeah, I gotta go get it. You guys keep going. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> I've never seen that. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, not only is it an amazing record, double record, um, but I didn't know. So obviously because of the show, I checked out like the artist who did the, uh, the cover and it turns out it was man Ray. So Trevor, you might know who man Ray is. He's uh, I don't. okay. So he well, was uh, definitely not the person that did the tongue and the lips. So it's no, I think he did like the composition. Okay. Uh, I'll have to double check that. But as far as I understand, he did the composition for it. Um, because it's all, you know, basically black and white images sort of put together in some sort of like collage. But he was from a group called the Dadaists. So Dada, Dadaism. And that was like... Um, I'm familiar with the term, but I never really dug it, into it. Yeah. So it, it, was a, it was modern art kind of after World War I that was like against the society and they wanted to like break the rules and, and rewrite, you know, the rules and, and blah, 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 blah. So they did a lot of interesting kind of groundbreaking art, different stuff that was like not your classical like landscape or like idealized Madonna and child type of stuff. And uh, so he was part of it. And um, he's in like, moma in new york and he's one of those type of dudes nice. but, um, i didn't know that he did this cover so yeah so I'm, you know i'm an artist but i'm not an art historian by any means like I, there, there's a handful that i know pretty well but right. um yeah so um did you guys hear the story behind that album not to get off the artwork for a second but um i so kind of know how out. they recorded it but like that's about it yeah, but the recording in, in that house. So it's it's one of my favorite Stone stories of all time. Um, uh, they all decided they were going to move to the south of France, and they rented this house called Nelcote. And I'm probably butchering how it's pronounced, but anyways, um, and it was just you know the Stones in their prime, just partying, partying, partying. And um, 
some magazine editor or photographer or something, I think it was a photographer, was told he had to go for the day and do a photo shoot. So he showed up and he's like, hey, I'm here to do a bunch of photos. So sat around the house all day with a recording and he started taking a bunch of photos. And at dinner time, he started to leave. And uh, he says to him, you know, you can stay if you want. And uh, the interviewer says, well, did you stay? And the photographer says, yeah, I did. I said, how long? He said, six months. <laughs> <laughs> he, he showed up one day to take photos and didn't leave for six months. So two years ago, I was lucky enough. I was down in the south of France and I went to that house. I was like, I'm wow. going to this. It is such an epic background to XL on Main Street being recorded at this mansion um, that I actually went there and I, I actually write about it on my website. I do have a blog on some of the places whenever I travel. For me, it's a rock and roll pilgrimage. I'll find out instead of going to the Eiffel Tower, you know, I went to, you know, Jim Morrison's grave type of stuff. So when I was in the south of France, it was I like went the there first too, thing man. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I went to, that, I I went to like, that cemetery too. Yeah. yeah. I, went, I walked through. And I went to the, yeah. I went to the Bataclan yeah. as well, where the, uh, you know, Dang. the shooting stuff. Yeah. So. yeah. Anyways, hate to get off topic, but cool. it just. Yeah. That's the name of the game here, man. Yeah. Hey, this, that's <laughs> let's see. This is the front cover. The back cover oh. looks like that one. That's so, so but yeah, like is that an inside the, part of it? Yeah, like so that's my I, inside I, part. I think you're missing the front cover. You just got like the insert slide part. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, because that makes sense. And then this, this is, is just like one sleeve with like the record shoved inside. Yeah, I got it. And you have all these, like all this, the sleeves for it. No, I picked this up in Rotterdam in some like secondhand shop. Oh, yeah, so. this is like, I don't know. This is an original too. Like it's pretty beat up on the chewed up on the sides and stuff. Wow. Yeah, there, so you there you go. You're, 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 I think That's you're probably the, it. The main I always think of this kid, the kid with the big mouth. That's always what I. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, like the one of the yeah. pool balls. With the three balls, balls yeah. in the. Yeah, the pool. Yeah, ball. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, there you go. Yeah, so that's what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> there you go. It's it's really interesting. I was going to say that uh, an album that sounds so much like American rock and roll, or rather influenced by American rock and roll was recorded in the south of France by a bunch of Brits. It's, it's <laughs> kind of like, it's weird when you think yeah. about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, mine is kind of on the same track. And this was a, um, an album that I used to put on like all the time because I'd have to, I get to pick the album when I was a kid. And when I, when I cleaned the house, I was my, my, I got to pick the album. And I would go to this one all the time. And this is the original one, even from when I was a kid. So, but this album cover still. Oh, That's wow. All of them pushed up against the glass. Yeah. And then like this on the back, like, and then. Which, what, you gotta, you gotta see the titles, man. So if anybody's listening, they can track it down. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I guess so. This is Rolling Stones through the past darkly big hits volume two. Yeah. But I, I always saw it too. I'm like, where is where is Mick Jagger? Like, Mick Jagger doesn't even look like Mick Jagger in that picture. Like, <laughs> you know, where is he? I think that's him. Because that's 
Brian Jones, that's Bill yeah. Wyman, that's Keith Richards, that's Charlie, Charlie Watts, yeah, that's right? Him. So, but uh, you can right. see, you can clearly see Mick on the back, but it just doesn't yeah. look like him on the front. So I was like, who, where is he? Where? Anyways. So that was my, one of my classic <laughs> picks from when I was a kid. Nice. One thing about the Stones is that, you know, back then they did so many compilation albums that you can't even, like, I'm a huge Stones guy. I've never even seen it. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. I've never even seen it. And like, you know, I'll go, uh, I'll go to like thrift shops or stuff like that. I'll run into Stone albums that I'm just like, where did this come from? I've never even heard of this. And it's all right. the same songs, right? It's all like the, the greatest hits through, you know, to 68 or to 70 or whatever it would be. Um, but man, they just reissued mm -hmm. so much stuff. And, and really, they had to manage getting all their money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then and then picking out different ones like uh uh what's what's the one knights in not knights in satan's service what the heck is that one called the stones oh uh, yeah the honors honor majesty's uh or majesty's yeah. satanic yeah, service yeah yeah, yeah. that right. was like the the kind of like the sergeant peppers rip off almost right or yeah. you know yeah. but yeah i mean so many great album covers right like sticky fingers so good like i've got that album with the working zipper awesome on it right, right? yeah like yeah. you know let it bleed beggar's banquet one. was one of my beggar's favorite. banquets good um goat's head soup is another good one right like just lots of iconic ones from that from that band. with, with yeah. oh you got another one it was they weren't all good <laughs> <laughs> see there's another one like trevor was talking about right like there's another i've never yeah. seen that yeah. one Right, like <laughs> oh, there's man. one that I've never seen before. Well, I, th I thought it was yeah. pretty cool with Sticky Fingers. Uh, I found a thing where they were talking about how the first uh, couple thousand that were shipped out, they were damaged because the zipper was all the way up, and then they figured out if they had yeah. it like halfway down, it wouldn't wreck the album. So they're 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 yeah. following <laughs> runs. They had oh. to do it like three quarters down, otherwise it was gonna. There was one song. There was they're one song breakage. in there that was unplayable just because of how the zipper was pressing on it. Yeah. My copy oh, wow. is like pristine. I got it off of this guy that was like in Alberta wow. beach. He bought this. We went to his place one time and uh, he had this whole like other garage built just for his vinyl. Wow. And I could just walk through there at any point and just pick and choose what I wanted. And he would give me like wow. these unbelievable prices on it. And one of those was sticky fingers. Cause I was looking all over the place for it and it was like pristine yep. and it was like 10 bucks. Wow. So yeah, I got nice. like Appetite yeah. for Destruction there. I got like all these albums that I didn't even hadn't seen before, right? So yeah, just some cool. I miss that interactive album thing, like uh, you know, Physical Graffiti Zeppelin from three. Zeppelin, Slide, um, three, yeah, Alice Cooper with the yeah. underwear in it, or the, the, the billion dollar bill. Yeah, I mean that's why I started collecting vinyl again. It was it had nothing to do with the sound. I mean every uh, piece of vinyl I have, I have it digitally as well. But you just really lost that pageantry of the it's of the album. Something art. extra. Like the, it's a nice way of putting yeah, it. Yeah. And me being a, an artist, I was always I was always drawn to that. Like I mentioned Beggar's Banquet. One of the reasons I like Beggar's Banquet was I always loved the illustrated albums. Like oh yeah. I, I'm from a, I got a brother who's four years younger than me, so i maybe I was I was listening to stuff maybe a little bit ahead of my time. But I remember late seventies staring at Kiss yep. Destroyer. Yep. Out. I was like, I want to draw this damn thing someday. So, like, that was the like initial love of artwork. Was you know, it was Kiss yeah, the That's just a cool painting. Yeah, I mean, nice. 
can't be understated. Exactly. You know what? I mean, Kiss takes a lot of shit for for their, their current it's, state, it, but uh, their influence can't well, it's, be understated. It's the showmanship, man. I mean, when you look at Kiss Alive, yeah, I mean, you look just how badass that cover was, right? Yeah, and they weren't even an arena band no. when Kiss Alive came out. No, nobody <laughs> like, liked them before Kiss Alive came out. I mean, you know, didn't they have yeah. a comic? They book? had everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gene has it. everything. So, yeah. Kiss Love Guns a good Kiss album cover too. Dollar, you know. And, you know, Kiss is the one band that I'm terrified of when it comes to copyright stuff. Like, I've never actually, I've done one Gene Simmons painting and I just sold yeah. it as an original because it, 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 copyright issues kind of come Prince. in more when you do yeah. reproduction prints. Um, I've done a few other Kiss ones, but they've not really been like a picture right. of the band member so much. You know, I, I did one of just yep. Gene's tongue. Um, unless he copyrighted his he tongue, probably which has. he may have. Probably has. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> he, he probably <laughs> has. <laughs> so yeah, you gotta you gotta be careful with Kiss, uh, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> well, it's it's funny too when you look at different album covers and and how they choose to go with a like a, a drawing or painting style as opposed to a in the moment photo or some obscure photo and i know mm -hmm. for the most part when when you put on an album cover you they you think of something that's going to stand out because you know back then you didn't really have a chance of listening to it and it, it was so difficult to get albums if you didn't have a store ne near you and even if you did i mean you had to special order out of a, a magazine and wait three months for them to ship it to you and if it got to you you uh, you know you'd be lucky if it wasn't broken or you know so you're you're just taking a mm -hmm. taking a chance and just seeing the cover art or and i remember as as a you know as a young guy going to to record stores and not knowing you know you you knew a lot of names because of tv or radio and that sort of thing but there were so many albums that i picked up just because of the cover art alone and I had no idea what it was. So it's funny, man. It's totally different now. Hey, like it's flipped completely. I know so many albums, and you guys have probably experienced this too, where you'll listen to an album that was you had digitally for a long time, and then you'll find the actual hard copy of that album. And you're like, I didn't even know this, like this inside part exists, or like this artwork is on the inside, right? Or that's what the back cover looks like. I had no mm -hmm. idea, right? Like it just you kind of go backwards on it now rather than being like, Oh, that album is, you know, the, the art is sweet. That's why I'm yeah. buying it or, you know, whatever, but <laughs> it's just, it flips it on. The reason, I think my first two or three Iron Maiden albums were yep. because of Eddie. <laughs> yeah. like, I, uh, was like, right. I have no idea what's inside this, but I am buying again. It was illustrated and it was so yeah. awesome that cover art. I mean, to this day, Eddie's like, I mean, Man, that is the, the most genius branding yeah. of all time. What is that all about? I remember it, but I don't understand. Was he just like their well? It, it, uh, originally, it wasn't it? Originally, wasn't dude. it just like a a head that they had on stage, and they used to call it, you know, yeah, uh, heady instead of and, and someone so, someone just kind of <laughs> rolled with it and and started calling it Eddie, and then they just sort of went with it. That's and it, it had like the mustache and the bald head. Like, yeah, yeah, too too damn cool, and and how something like that just spins off into, to you know, you know, and just coming off with a an original logo that is so iconic, like Rolling Stones with the lips, or um, you know, something like mm -hmm. that that 
nothing, no, no one else could copy that because that's exactly what that is, right? It can't be mistaken for anything else. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. What do you got there, Mike? What's, what's in your Man, bag I of got, tricks? I got so much stuff here. I don't even know where to start. So <laughs> years ago, I mean, uh, growing up, thankfully, I, I was raised in a very musical house. Uh, my pops was huge into rock and heavy metal through his, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s and on kind of thing. And he had, growing up, we always had the vinyl around and we always had the eight tracks around and we had hundreds of cassettes and... So I, I, I grew up with so much of this stuff and a couple of years back, uh, my pops was just kind of clearing out all the, the vinyl that he, you know, they've been sitting in boxes for years and uh, some of them had a little bit of water damage on them. So he was just kind of turfing a bunch. So uh, before he got rid of them, I started digging through a bunch to get, you know, try and get the coolest ones I could. And I mean, these are all, all the ones that I have are like original pressings of which is which is pretty rad, but I mean, you look at something simple like uh, George Harrison, uh, "All Things Must Pass." Just just how yeah, simple that great. cover is. It's just him sitting in a field yeah. with you know garden gnomes sitting around him. I mean, and it's all black and, and white, a big and ass beard, and a big ass beard as it should be. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> and you go from stuff like that to the the Kiss stuff we were talking about, or you look at uh, Ian Gillian Band, and you've got all these kind of sword and sorcery conan Whoa. type stuff right that belongs yeah, on the man. side of a van you know that that early metal stuff was was all uh exactly mythology, yeah. right i mean that yeah you know it, before it was all about um what it is now which is a lot of inward mm -hmm. thinking and uh that type of stuff which is fine um but the early metal and was it was so much based on mythology like the four horsemen type stuff and i think it uh it transferred over to the you guys remember exactly. the heavy metal exactly magazine and a lot of that was yeah frank was that stuff Do stuff totally like man yeah 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 so and then cool. and then i mean we got some some fancy sort of i got grand funk uh shining on that it's one of those you have to have the blue and red 3d glasses for them <laughs> 3D. <laughs> nice. what year yeah. was that uh, it say? 74 yeah. 1974 Oh, that's earlier yeah, than I would have uh, thought. For, for 3D. That must have been totally state of the art. <laughs> so I have, I have, oh, I got the glasses for him too. Yes. See, that's the I fine, got, right? I got the when damn you get glasses that. too. Yeah, it's it's so cool. Oh, and I awesome. mean, everything on this was, there's a couple of them that are water damaged, but for the most part, this is, this one's perfect. I got, I got a bunch more Grand Funk. There's Grand Funk. Uh, it's just a self-titled red and white. Which is wow. which is pretty cool. Nice. Uh, Grand Funk Live was always a cool cover, just with them rocking out. Yeah, so those are cool, man. I've never seen those before. Yeah. Like, there's there's so much. I mean, you can get into uh, Fleet Mac rumors. How simple that is. And mm -hmm. and I I found a lot too with uh, with most of the albums. I mean, even with CDs when we did that before and you would dig into all the sides of the art and you would have all the the lyrics and then uh, you look at the back. Like, and even the, the stuff on the back was so interesting and iconic. And now that you have, everything's digital, mm -hmm. sure, you might have the cover, like the front cover, but no one, you know, no one ever knows what the back looked like. So. Mm -hmm. 
Man, whenever you found a sleeve with lyrics, that was a find. That was jackpot when you used oh, to buy yeah. one with lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Trevor, you got any albums there? I do, but I, I didn't bring them up here. I have to step away for a second, but I can. You guys do the next one yeah, and totally. let me grab a couple. Sure. Dane, go back to you. Um, I got a bunch, but one that I didn't even really prepare for, just sort of popped up into my head was um you're taking a look at these album covers and it's really it was almost like an extension of that identity right that band's identity and it made me think of tool oh, like definitely. right away and and alex gray all the alex gray artwork that um they used i don't know if they i'm not really sure about the last couple of albums but um yeah back in university when i was listening to a lot of tools also like really into Alex Gray and this guy is an amazing artist. He started off as um, a guy that would do illustrations for medical textbooks. So he really has like uh, this amazing handle on anatomy, but then you just dump a bunch of LSD on, <laughs> on it. And it's this very spiritual, like he'll, and not in any sort of corny way, but he does all of these kind of like different, you know, there's death, there's sex, there's giving birth. Um, he's, he's done all of these type of uh, paintings and he'll show like the energy and different colors kind of surrounding the person. And it's very like metaphysical, but also like very accurate as far as the anatomy. So um that yeah, makes sense. Awesome I stuff to know that about that because I'm assuming like I had Enema on my list. Enema, yeah, was and I'm I'm, I'm yeah. assuming he did Enema. So right? step away, you guys start talking tool. I was like, damn, to rewind a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> Alex <laughs> Gray, man. <laughs> yeah, Alex. Yeah, Gray. but I'm even right, like I'm Lateralis right. too, right? Like, yeah, that kind of yeah, stuff, yeah. right? So, yeah. Do you, do you, Trev? Do you know if Alex Gray did all of the albums, even the the last couple, or? No. I don't know. Tell you the truth. Well, th their lawsuit—they had a lawsuit with Alex Gray, but it didn't sound like um, it was their relationship was tried by it. it so it's probably some corporate stuff. But one of the reasons why you know, I, I might have this wrong, um, but I believe I read that uh, one of the reasons it took so long for between albums was there's a bunch of lawsuits, and some of it was with Alex Gray or his camp. I'd have to look into that, but I think I read something like that. That's so too bad. Maybe yeah. yeah. No, I don't think it strained the relationship with Alex Gray at all because, you know, I follow Adam Jones um, and they still share tons of stuff. So I I, I think I read that it didn't uh, strain their relationship. I'm sure it's, it's got to be. Corporation. Someone yeah. did, did, someone yeah, didn't yeah, pay yeah. someone and. Yeah. Who knows? Right. Yeah. But yeah, just going back to this like extension of like a band's identity when I was younger. I, I'm not really sure when I think Enema was the first time that they had used uh, Alex Gray because before that undertone, it was, undertone and it was more like, yeah, photo photographs and, and kind of whatever. But so I was probably 14 or 15 when Enema came out and it was just this like pivotal moment in my life where I was getting into other things and understanding other things and that whole album was just like a very nice introduction into um psychedelics mm -hmm. and 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 all of that sort of thing that went along with it it was just like 
this amazing album that had this artwork that really went well with the music and really communicated what the music was about. And then you kind of put that into a 15 year old's brain and it's just like, <laughs> this life is changing. Fucking amazing. This is life changing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it continued to, uh, um, just kind of mess with you a little bit. So, you know, um, when I started following tools is like pre-internet days for me. I mean, they were faceless. I couldn't tell you, you know, every poster, they, they never showed Maynard, they never showed anything. Um, and they just seemed like this band that was kind of just out there, out in the ether. And then you'd hear an interview walk in. They're like, yeah, you know, they weren't what I expected. They're, you know, literally wearing, you know, um, Danny Carey's wearing like a basketball mm -hmm. jersey and high tops. He's like, yeah, you know, it's not what I was expecting. Right. You know, so uh, um, they were, uh, you know, they, they were that anomaly, that faceless thing. And I, um, Maynard's the one guy um, I, I ran into him in Los Angeles. I remember wow. this story. I wouldn't talk. Got, yeah. I wouldn't talk to him. I was like, you know what? We were in the same lounge. I was like, you know what? I mean, I've met some people. Um, but if I go over there and he's an asshole, he is going to ruin so much for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to let him be. I sat there and I stared at him like a stalker. That um, was probably worse than just. It was probably worse. <laughs> he's probably used to it. He's just like middle-aged white dude just eyeing me up from across the lounge. He knows exactly what I was doing. <laughs> Some tiny bar in LA with with no yeah. sign out front. Well, here's the thing. The entire bar is like high end. Everyone's dressed up. Everyone wears like suit jackets. He's like jeans and a mohawk. And then you just knew that he could do it. Yep. He's Maynard. Bring him, do whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever he wants. So, yeah. So, anyways, I grabbed a few albums. Um, the, uh, this, for, this first one um, was, was, uh, is one of those albums that I remember the first time I seen it. I was six years old. And when I look at it now, it's kind of campy, but at six years old, it absolutely terrified me. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. I, it, uh, um, yeah. Diary of a Madman. you know, black Sabbath yep, kind of terrified yep. me anyways, you know, because I was so young when I was listening to it or because mm -hmm. my brother was older, but when the, the image of Ozzy here, which, like I said, is it's pretty campy now, but man, that used to terrify yeah, me back definitely in the day. at the time. That motherfucker's satanic. <laughs> yeah, and it's <laughs> with me. And when you can remember the first time you saw something, you know, it made an impression. Yeah. Well, the oh, the yeah. whole Aussie thing was definitely we've been over this before, but I mean, I I used to get put to sleep as a baby to Black Sabbath, right? So it was from from start. Yeah. You know, some of my earliest memories were Sabbath albums, the covers, the whatever, right? So. Even if you weren't totally you were right, man, right. And, and even if you were too young to understand what's going on, those images still burn in your in your brain, right? So those oh, riffs burn unreal. in your brain, man. They are just yeah. No man. one, no one will ever touch uh, Tony with with the the solid riffs, and and he he he's one of those guys that just never runs out of riffs and never really repeats himself, which is huge. Yeah. And they seem like, I'm not a guitar player. I'm not a musician by any means. They almost seem uh, a little bit on the simple side on purpose, but so like, there's no filler. Like it's just it, every time. And yeah. I, I don't know how to uh, 
you know, probably speak about that because I'm not a musician, but um, I don't know. There's something simple about it, but something so cool. Like you just. Well, it's, it's as simple as it had to be. Yeah. I mean, when you, you look back to their, their first album and they recorded it over, I think it was over two days and it was done mostly on, it was recorded on two, uh, four track recorders. So, so all of all the drums were done. I think all the drums were done on one channel kind of thing. So it's, it's so basic and it was so right off the floor. Everyone has their own track kind of thing. And that's what you get on the record. I mean, the, the drums on the first album, I'm pretty sure was mono. So like, it's so stripped down. So that's, that's what you get. Right. And, and it didn't need to be anymore, which was cool. That was before the days when they got their cocaine delivered to the studio yep. in a cereal box. Mounds and mounds. <laughs> yeah. the cereal box show up. <laughs> well, talking about albums that freaked you out, uh, I'll throw one into the mix because this one still kind of scares me. Uh, but this, I, I, again, this is another album that my dad had. Came out in 1980. So, like, this was around since I was around. And I still... This one. Oh yeah, the Nuge. Oh. <laughs> what is he doing? He's wearing oh, a loincloth. Guitarist grown he's, out of he's his. He's got a loincloth. He's got he's got arms, two man. Gibsons <laughs> grown out of his arms. Grow as hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I I often say um, when someone says you know what do you try to uh, what kind of look do you try to achieve yeah. with your art? One of the answers I give is um, I haven't been able to get there. But what I strive for is a visual feeling that I get when I hear yep. Stranglehold. <laughs> like, I, 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 mean, I, got, I, got, I got taught to do a, uh, an edit for me once on Stranglehold because it was too long. I was going to do it for uh, I think that was the last time we talked. But yeah. Probably. Yeah. Like Stranglehold. I mean, that is, that is the album. I mean, that is yeah, the song, man. And to go along with that, picture here's the inside cover which you guys will appreciate yeah <laughs> is he holding a gun he's holding he guns he's staying true to who he is. is i guess <laughs> oh man uh, of and then you, you can nice. order all your ted nugent gear on the back side of this nice shirts and your Fuck yeah the baseball and your shirts and your yeah. visors yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, the, the, the last time we talked, uh, Trev got a hold of me and he, he had some art show coming up and he needed me to, yeah. he needed me to cut out the entirety of the guitar solo on Stranglehold. And that was, that was a bitch to do, but I did it and I was surprised. It was, it was one of the first time that I actually did a, that sort of an edit and a cut it and cool. it worked out so well. Like it was seamless. Yeah. Seamless. I mean, it's a, it's it's a it's a great um, solo or whatever you want to call it, but it yeah, was it's six like minutes fucking, or something. What are you gonna do with nine <laughs> minutes? <laughs> it yeah. was just too long. I just need, yeah. But it was uh, see, it's still on my mm -hmm. iPod. I'll tell you the truth, on my uh, iPhone. That, that edit awesome. you have is still awesome. on there. It's awesome. Yeah. John, every once in a while, still. <laughs> where <laughs> where did you pick that up? Me? Yeah, that was my dad's. That, that's the original, oh, like, oh. from when I was a kid. So, like, I remember finding that in the records, like, going through it, and I was like, whoa, what is going on? This guy's got <laughs> guitars growing out of his arms, like, and he's screaming, and, 
Yeah, I just that's the original one from 1980. So I I did not I don't have any other Ted Nugent albums except for that one. So <laughs> there's so much drama in like these this album art from like the 80s and like late 70s. It's always like involving like chairs and like big heeled shoes and roses in their mouths and fucking like it's like what the fuck is going on in the front is something absurd like that <laughs> it was yeah it was the years of excess man where they the you know the studios right. had more money than they knew they knew what to do with so they just spent all this money on weird ass crazy art and there's nothing. no con yeah there's no continuity yeah. in that it's just like someone's shitty idea on the front cover yeah. and then like someone else was like all right let's dress him up in a mariachi band fucking <laughs> costume and then like yeah get yeah. Him jumping yeah and let's get a leather jacket on you and just kind of hold a small little gun yep. <laughs> and, and then you <laughs> that was probably his art direction probably, I'm, yeah. bringing yeah, exactly. I'm bringing my guns i'm bringing my guns hold my pistol <laughs> and, th and this one here is the exact opposite of that um this one i think that they're really trying to tell you something and i've been staring at this for 30 years i have no idea what the message is but i feel like there's a message in here somewhere um oh yes easy dirty yep. deeds these people with the the yep. blacked out eyes and then on the back they're gone but the blacked out part for their eyes That's is still so there cool, man i feel oh. like do this i need someone to explain it to me i don't know what it is but it's been it's only been bugging me for 30 something years <laughs> 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 well the the interweb is is vast and and deep so there's got to you know, be something I've never even to google it yeah well what is the meaning of the dirty deeds done dirt cheap yeah. cover <laughs> oh it's just so much craziness <laughs> and then i got another one here i blew my daughter's mind oh yeah go. the other day there with acdc because she listened to uh uh Hells bells. She was listening to that and she's like, Dad, I don't like this. What? I was like, okay. Aww. I'm like, that's okay. I'm Aww. like, you know that ACDC had two singers, right? And she was like, What? So I played her some <laughs> old stuff and she's like, I this like this is better. better. Yeah. Like this way better. And I'm then I played bad. something else for <laughs> Brian Johnson. She's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I'm like, okay, what about this? And she liked Bon Scott instead. So absolutely. Yeah. I remember being a kid and being scared of the Brian Johnson. Yeah, like scream! I was like, "This guy must be satanic." <laughs> yeah, or he's gonna be driving your taxi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something bad, something not good. I remember here, and like, I remember I was skiing as a little kid, and then I went into like the pro shop, and they had it blasting in the pro shop, and I was just like, "These guys are bad. They probably do drugs because they're listening to ACDC." <laughs> <laughs> probably. In my neighborhood, that was the Black Sabbath T-shirts. You uh, knew. If you went to the park and you saw some older kids wearing Black Sabbath t-shirts, you know it was going to smell funny in that park. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like Otto's jacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike, I saw you had that Santana album. That's another oh, classic man, I, there, I've too. Like five oh, Santana yeah. albums, and none of them make any sense, but they're they're just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, when you, I had the Santana greatest hits one on my list too, yep. just him hold or somebody holding the dove. Yep. What's well, it, yeah. it's funny too mm. when you look at all these. That is oh, awesome. so good. Yeah, but when you look at these these albums yeah. and you, they all have placement of 
the band's name at the top because you have to filter through the racks to find things, right? And then you look at some of these Santana ones and there's no writing on the front at all. Like the only writing is when not even on the it, side. It doesn't man, even, even say on the yeah spine. the one that one. It doesn't even have Santana until you open the damn thing up. So you have to buy it first to figure out what it is. <laughs> you have to know what you're <laughs> And you can't awesome. even use the interweb to find out. Nope. <laughs> so you guys were showing your um, the inserts that you found. Your zippers still worked, and you found your glasses. This is the only one that I've been lucky enough that actually had the insert. And this is. Uh, Alice Cooper oh, billion nice. dollar babies and it still has the uh, oh it has yeah the billion nice. dollar bill in it yes awesome nice it was a find wow so cool. well, most of mine still have the inserts uh, which is which is really cool the the one that I would assume would be the absolute hardest to find an insert for would be Bob Marley's Catch a Fire because the original one came with rolling paper the size of the album inside. Yeah. <laughs> You're not gone. Gone. Yeah, that's a tough one to find. Montrose. Going, going back to many conversations of ours, anyway. Flip keeps ringing yeah, back. Ring out Montrose. What's this? If, if you could that's Sammy Hagar's first yeah, band. Man. No way. Oh, and it's so good, man. Do yourself a favor and throw it on I've tomorrow. I just crank it. <laughs> it's so good. It's like Sammy Hagar. Been oh, like seventy-seven. Was. No, really? This is Can't Drive 55. Is it oh, this no, stuff, like, no, it not that pre, kind of stuff. This is pre-Van Halen. This is pre-all just, just, that. I'm going by art. It looks like 80s art to me. Yeah. It looks it's like got that. Bad Motor Scooter on it. You know that one. Okay. Uh, 1973. Oh, yeah. oh wait. Holy cow. 73, there it's you go. It's got a very Miami Vice feel to it. So I thought for sure it yeah, was the 80s. 73. Where is he? Hold on. He's in the middle, obviously. Let's see that again. There he is, right hand oh, side. Right hand side. Yeah. Look at that chain that guy's wearing. Wow. <laughs> Shirts off, eh? Yeah. Everyone's got to be Robert Plant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three, well. Have you ever got on your own 737 while not wearing an air shirt? <laughs> not yet, anyway. I wish. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> so we got we got Zeppo so one. Which is which is always always so cool. You you could do an entire episode on Zeppelin. Well, the, yeah, yeah, that's the, so the, iconic. Houses of the Holy. Um, the funny the funniest thing that stood out for me in my digging for info was on Zeppelin one when it debuted. Um, they when they were when they were on tour, they they had to change their name going to Denmark because of all the 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 actual connection to right oh to, to the Hindenburg so that when they toured Denmark they were called the knobs <laughs> yep. really didn't know that didn't, didn't go back nope. to the Yardbirds Yardbirds, Yardbirds. too call <laughs> yeah, themselves yeah. a sequel the Yardbirds also yeah. Yardbirds also <laughs> We got some original Star Wars. Yeah. It's interesting how you can see the wear of the, of the, the actual vinyl. It looks like stars. Yeah, it it almost looks like the Death Star kind of so like. So damn cool. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's 
And it's got like Darth Vader like in the snow on the back cover or something like that. No, it? it's just no, his face in the really? stars. So. Oh. See, I always thought it was like in the snow when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was like Edmonton. Yeah. That's quite the memory. You remember Uh, that. What else we got here? We got Mass Reality. reality. I I like how it was kind of, do they call that embossed or what what is that where it's. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I did not know that. Very cool. And just to come up with something like like that, that, even, uh, you know, just to make it pop out that next little, that next level, right? I wonder if that was back in mind of Metallica when it they did Black Album. I was just thinking. It's not embossed, but it's kind of, you know, they kind of put that little sheen on it. It had to have been, yeah, so you can only see the snake at a certain angle. Yeah. Right, right. <clears throat> uh, Black Sabbath 13, yeah, this is the full fancy box set thing. That wasn't your dad's, was it? No, we bought that when it was, because re- that came out in... Yeah. 20, was it 15? Uh, two, 2013. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I saw yeah. them on that tour. I can't believe it was that long ago. Yeah, unreal. Uh, Rainbows, yeah. Such a good album. Did, did you watch that video that I sent you on their... The, the artist that they, yeah. uh, uh, he's the same guy that, for every single album. What was his name? Yeah. Uh, what yeah. is it? Stanley Donwood is his name. Yeah, and he's, he's yeah. done everything, so. That's yeah, pretty cool. What else do you got? Uh, I picked this one, too. Oh man, that album! That was up there with Kiss Destroyer. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, you got to say the names, dude. The hell, man. There you go, Dane. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. What's that? that? What are you? The that's hell. the back cover. Oh, that's the back cover. Yeah. <laughs> Front to back, that album's like everybody knows every song on that album, like. Yeah. Word for word. Yeah. Like, I need to know right now. <laughs> Man, we, we were just laughing about Meatloaf the other day. I don't, I forgot what it was. It was super funny. I think it's just like you can't get away with stuff, like, can't get away with like the theatrics of Meatloaf anymore. No. No. It's, it's again something that probably <laughs> seems campy, but. It's like borderline show toony. Yes. Well, that's what he was, right? He was a Broadway guy, and okay, I didn't know Broadway that. actor. And then the producer of a, one of the Broadway uh, producer on the Broadway scene or whatever just says, "Listen, we, I want you to sing these two songs." And he was kind of a packaged guy, but he was wow. a Broadway dude. You you can tell, huh. really. I mean, you 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 wouldn't know to make the connection, but you could tell he was that level of performer definitely yeah and that's why he kept doing a you know bit parts you'd find him here and there he was in uh fight yep. club and stuff like that it's because he had, oh, he had acting jobs from way back so. his, his his name is robert <laughs> paulson his name is robert paulson <laughs> right his name is robert paulson <laughs> Yeah. 
Wow, I'm going to grab some. We got some oh, Zeppelin yeah. three with the actual spinny parts. Zeppelin three. <laughs> I didn't know it spun yeah, like that. Yeah, so cool, man. Yeah, I definitely miss when album covers had a little bit of interesting flair to them. And no yeah. kidding, Zeppelin yeah. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeppelin three. Mine, yeah. Does yours have the spin? Mine has the spin. The original one. Yeah, I got that one. I got the same thing from that guy in Alberta Beach. I got all the Zeppelin, really? like mint condition. No way. Yeah, I because I wanted to get them all, so I got like I even got the in through the outdoor with like the brown paper oh, on cool. it. Um, yeah, like just I got them all. Got them all. Got Coda. Got presents. Got yeah. I got wow. All that. Yeah, now that's that's another thing with presents. What mm-hmm. what would your explanation be for this? <laughs> the album cover, like, oh, like with the like m- the black thing that's on the that's in every single front picture. Cover? All yeah, the it's all like the, the pictures on the back, on the front, on the middle, on the everything has this. Um, you know what it's supposed to signify? Is it like it's a mind control signify, thing? Or? No, it's supposed to signify the the power of all four of them together oh that's what it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like the power of led zeppelin in like one object crazy yeah that's what i heard huh. that's what i heard so oh yeah but like robert plant had to record that entire album sitting like in a wheelchair right like there was what yeah he had like he had a car accident had a car accident, oh. so they were like they didn't want to record, and then he ended up doing the recording like from a wheelchair, legit. And then um, the majority of it was all done by like Jimmy Page, like the the it's pretty much a Jimmy Page record. Well, most like didn't they borrowed you know, the the Stones mobile recording studio for it. Well, well I don't know. They might have. Yeah, they might have. Yeah, the Stones had a mobile yeah. recording studio. Yeah. Uh, Interesting enough, it's in yeah. Calgary right now. I, Calgary, tried, yeah. I, I tried to check it out right. uh, last year, year before. I think it was, yeah, two years yeah. ago, I tried to check it out. But uh, the day that I went there, the room that they had it in was closed. It's like, ah, damn it. it. Like, you have to buy yeah, tickets for the tour kind of thing. And I had no idea. Dude, just break in at two in the morning oh. and record something. Oh. <laughs> <Any>. Just record. <laughs> so cool. It's done lots of albums too. That thing. It's it did like Bob Marley live. A like, lot of live shows. There's definitely. a whole bunch. There's a whole list. Yeah, that's cool. It did. You could have, if you if you ever make it down to Nashville, you can also do that at uh, Third Man. You could just walk in and oh, record yeah. something. That would be yeah. so <laughs> cool. What a setup that is, man! And yeah. pressed in house and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Well, Neil Young did that whole album from that old like recording booth the whole album was recorded in that old style third man? and third man yeah oh wow yeah and so jack cool. white came in there for a couple songs with him too but it's all like oh, those, wow. one of those old old ones i don't even know the years on it not gonna lie when i was in there every time the door opened my head spun <laughs> is he gonna show up here today <laughs> <laughs> i even found out what kind of car he drove so i'd know if he was there or not <laughs> i thought it was talking but i was like all right. If I see, if I see a black Mercedes yeah. SL class, I know it the Jack. Do your today. homework. Oh, uh, Mercedes. No luck, yeah, no I thought he was going to drive like a Chevette or something like that. Like, oh, uh, you know, he's probably got Chevette. like a thirty-five Ford or something too. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
uh, this one's uh, I got another one here that's on my kind of list, but um, this one I found in Parksville when I was uh, visiting my dad, and it was in the pawn shop, and I saw it there, and I was like, man. I, and I, it was one of those albums I kind of regret buying. So I ended up sending my dad back in there and got him to buy it for me and then send it to me and ship it to me. But it's this one. Velvet Underground. Oh, yeah. So good. Nice. I only ever had it on so CD. Used to but, have, yeah. yeah. Like the original pressings of it had the, you could peel off the, yeah. uh, the banana, banana. Oh, really? And it would reveal yeah, like yeah. a flesh colored <laughs> banana. Um, but th this isn't that version of it, but, uh, anyways, yeah, they, uh, I got him to, I got him to go back in wow. and, and get it because I'm like, I, I think I got to have that album, man. How is the album? It's good. I don't know much about it. No, yeah. Good. I didn't know much either. Um, and, but it's, it's pretty trippy. Yeah. Like it's a, uh, it's a different experience. Uh, just throw it on one day and see. It's what you definitely think worth a, a multiple listens. Uh, Nico yeah. is something else, not in a good way. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I think that that's the only, well, personally, that's the only thing that I've ever liked of, of Lou Reed. So. Yeah. He didn't like his album. <laughs> oh, Lulu. We talked about that in this episode, in the Metallica. Oh, yes. yes, that was a hard, yeah. hard but listen. But tell me, how cool, how cool would have been back in the day, though, just, just to be in New York during that era where you would go to Max's yeah. Kansas City, and on any given night, it was Lou and Iggy yeah. and David Bowie just hanging around. Just, I mean, the create. You know, me being an artist, the creativity that stems from that, right? You got yeah. Warhol in the corner, Bowie, who is pretty much a, you know, an ear mm -hmm. artist, anyways, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, just that, was, uh, that really. I would have been a scene, man. Oh, yeah, just, just that, you know, sure. the, that's, that area of town that was so depressed, and the only people that wanted to move in there were arts, arts type people, and then they just made this whole scene out of it, right? So. For for yeah, yeah. I think Mick Rock, the photographer Mick Rock, was hanging around with him at the time. Yeah. I think it was Mick Rock. I could be wrong, but it was one of them. And uh, he labeled them uh, the father, yeah. David Bowie, the father. No, sorry, Lou Reed was the father, the son, yeah. and the Holy Ghost. And uh, I've been thinking of a way to work those three into a painting called the Father, oh, Son, and the Holy Ghost cool. for so long. Yeah, got to got to figure it out. But it was uh, it was a cool mm -hmm. way to label the three. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much other Lou Reed that I can get into. Yeah, and then digging into you know stories of just the shit he was into, and you know the the tail end of his life. It's like literally, yeah, yeah different. De yeah, oh, I, yeah, no thanks, no thanks. There's there's some mental there's some mental issues going on with that. So he his body of work wasn't strong. His his body of work wasn't strong enough for me to to let those things slide in my <laughs> so <laughs> yeah what did he do <laughs> that's for a different podcast <laughs> <laughs> that one that one's definitely not for the kids so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's awesome uh what else you got there dane what else is in your pile all right well this is going back to 
some guilty pleasures. Oh, yes. Heck yes. I got that one, man. Absolutely. Phil Collins. Studio. Sweating, too. Oh, it's so hot. It's so hot when you're so hot. So when you put this on, it's just like, yeah, blast in the face. It's a great (laughs) album. Yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. I'll recuse Uh, myself. I've never, I've never really been into Phil Collins. My parents were really into him when I was younger. And who knows what that was about? So it's sort of like a nostalgic <laughs> blast from the past, Definitely but it's good. I mean, thing. like, yeah, yeah. I had this, um, I had this apartment in Rotterdam where it was this one. It was actually a, a huge apartment, but it was in kind of a shitty part of town that was actually really awesome. But uh, long story short, it had this big sort of like living room that went into a dining room, and I had not any furniture i think i had like a couch and a chair and that was it and a record player and i'd throw parties and uh they usually wind up being dance parties and it would just be records no one was taking out their phones there was no like spotify it was just putting Living the records in the on. moment and like phil phil collins would always make the cut and uh we'd have everyone just like dancing having a great time and then the next day i would have mr kandam at my door, <laughs> yelling at me in Dutch because <laughs> uh, he was the. Got to, he had he had to just invite him to some of the parties, and then he would have backed off. He was uh he was actually a, a wonderful man, but he was a um, uh, Turkish guy, so not much of a partier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was more of a came over and helped me fix a window once, but yeah, he was a nice guy. Anyway, um. Yeah, this one. What is it? Maybe Say it. Take the plastic off. I don't know if you can see it. So this is... Uh, I thought it was called... So they're called uh, Galo Negro, but it's um, Cumbia out of Mexico. So it looks cool uh, cover though, man. Yeah, it almost looks like Shepherd Fairy-esque. Like... Uh, kind of that style that pop so uh i had a i still have a a really good friend he's from mexico city and we both lived in the netherlands and he went back to mexico city and for my birthday a year after he moved um this came in the mail and i was like oh awesome and i put it on and it's this like dark very slow cumbia so cumbia is kind of like um it's kind of upbeat but this was very slow and um it's called uh negro cumbia which is obviously dark cumbia and what it is is that um you would have cumbia records that were pressed on thin vinyl and it would get really hot and those vinyls records would expand and they would the songs would play slower right so huh. you get this sort of like slow down cool. like cumbia and they eventually called it cumbia negro or negro cumbia whatever um and then so these guys are like um they go on stage and they wear like um you can't see their faces they wear like hoods trippy yeah and it's like this they're supposed to be like satanic but like white zombie kind of poppy satanic stuff (laughs) and there's a guy on an overhead drawing as they're playing 
So this is like their thing. Like they have like, you know, dude on guitar, someone's on keys, drums, and then a guy sketching. And that's what's happening in the background. Um, Maybe I could be in a band after all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so very cool. And like, especially like the, the, you know, the vinyl expanding and, and it being slow. That's it, a it really of, cool story. Yeah. Gave birth to this whole other genre of music. So I thought that was really cool. Why don't we in Canada have the exact opposite where the vinyl shrunk because it's really <laughs> it cool. fast. It's super fast. Yeah. <laughs> well, we go along with that. Yeah. Diddle, eh? <laughs> I to jump off of that, Dane, I, I didn't know that you can listen to uh podcasts either quicker or slower on Spotify. Oh yeah. So I was listening to our stuff. <laughs> slower and like i listen to the opening track like their yeah. opening thing with like slower and faster it's quite entertaining you should go and try it it's it's a good time and then listening to our voices slower or faster it's hilarious oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely like it's like three wow. times it's three times as fast yeah uh hey my my uh logic quit too dane weird man it said the disc is too slow. Whatever. I've never seen that before. I've never seen it. Yeah. Slow. Thanks a lot, Apple. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> so I died at one hour and 16, Mike. So we just got to go with the Zoom okay, recording, I we guess. Can, we can figure it. I'll, I'll figure it out. It'll be okay. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's the first time I've ever seen that. It's going to sound like you're on the other side of the room, and then it's going to sound like you're right in front of my fucking face. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm a pro. I'll make it work. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. For sure. Weird man. Yeah. I don't know why that happened. I'd never seen that before. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Um my life. But there we go. So we so, go. so much for investing in pro gear, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Pro pro ish gear. Garbage. I yeah, guys, I still got timers if okay. if it stops. Well, if if we could end this on a a quick hit for each of us. What would you pick for for a one last deal? Sure, you want me to go? yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, I, I I don't have it with me, but um, I will say he's done it very well throughout his catalog. Um, when he chooses his art, whether it be abstract art, which he does, or photography, um, Trent yes. Reznor is able to put artwork on his cover that tells you exactly what that yep. record is going to sound like. Like uh, if you look at the cover of yep. Downward's Pile, Spiral, that is exactly the visual interpretation of the way that yep. that album sounds. Fair so that's kind of a cool thing. Like he, he's able to do that. So that's the only thing I'll add. So perfect. Thought of that. That's a cool, yeah, that's yeah. a neat perspective yeah. on that. I've never, yeah. never thought about that. Um, I'm going to go with Pantera, Vulgar Display of Power. Only for, for, for one of the biggest reasons. I mean, the, the album has always been amazing and brilliant and a huge influence on everything metal for me. But just the hours spent trying to figure out how many times they had to punch that guy in the face to, to get that one shot. Have you... Did you read the story? Do you know No, the story I was trying to that? dig up before this and I, I, I missed it, so... It looks like they probably well, hit him like 250 they, times and then 
<laughs> yeah. They brought some dummy off the super fan and paid him to get fucking slugged in mm. the face. <laughs> but you know what? That goes back to what I said about Trent Reznor. That album cover tells you exact looks exactly yeah. way that album sounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> they they yeah. achieved yeah. the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so Flip better come up with uh, with one of the Megadeth albums. To, oh to, no! To, no, sorry, we, Dave Mustaine. Hour? No, oh, we damn. missed it. No, I did. I do remember uh, Countdown <laughs> to Extinction. I do remember seeing that in the record store and being terrified of that uh, album cover. I remember that. Like, <laughs> is that guy the, like strung up, like yeah. with the like grate underneath him, and he's kind of like dripping down into the grate and yep. like ah. <laughs> um what one of my favorite album covers <laughs> of all time is this one yes Ooh, jethro tall Aqualong. yeah i don't know what it is about this album cover but again it's another one of those ones that i had my parents had and yeah uh what is going I on ever seeing it and just freaked me out you know just the the visual of the guy like the homeless guy kind of on the side um anyways yeah, so Jethro Tull. The, the first ever Grammy for heavy metal. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, yeah. 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 The right? Metallica. Yeah. Unreal. With, Metallica. with the flutes and everything. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah, absolutely. Nothing says metal quite like <laughs> yeah. flutes. You want to talk about album cover? Get a picture of Lars's face when they oh, said Jethro Tull. Put that oh, on an album cover because his face was <laughs> priceless. <laughs> I don't know how Jethro Tull was slotted into the metal category, but a real yeah. metal fan. <laughs> yeah. But he like thick as a brick. All those album covers were good. Like, uh, yeah, but that one, especially. So. Dane. Let's finish um, it off with a really good yeah, one. This is, this is it. I think so. I mean, you guys we're have done? shut it down and we're at like an hour, almost an hour and a half. So. <laughs> Or do right. you want to try and well, hit two hours okay. this time? No. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess strictly for the album art and not, I had no idea who these guys were or are. There's some sort of like weird house. So it says, uh, who are they? This is Joseph Malik. This is remixed. Reconstructions by Grand Unified and Aqua Bassino. Um, it's some house techno stuff that I found in Holland, but the cover is like that is awesome. badass. <laughs> it's like L this little kid a little bit. in like an African shirt. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that a control? <laughs> There's like a computer in the background and he's like turning <laughs> dials. And I mean like Hey, that's exactly how you make a, house. <laughs> and topical. Because I think Rupert he did. just yeah, we talked about it on our last episode. That was uh Yeah, that was quite the loss, man. He he had a he had, you know, without him you wouldn't have half the albums that we, you know, cherish today, right? right. So at least they wouldn't nope. sound the same. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. There you go. Yeah. Well, is there cool. uh, there anything else you want to talk about on your end? How else? Other ways people can find you, or is there certain galleries that you want to promote, or something little? You know what? Uh, or basically just the no, website. You know, we kind of covered at the beginning. Yeah, you know, hit the website, make it uh, 
worth its while. So we, we've got the galleries listed there. Um, looking forward to get back doing shows. Um, hoping for a, a kidney transplant in right. the summer. So looking forward to being able to do uh, art shows again yeah, in the man. fall. So uh, keep an eye cool. out for that. Cool. Yeah, your stuff is awesome. Mike showed me. Appreciate mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was nice to have Super you on cool. here too. Yeah, it was fun, guys. Definitely a lot of fun. Gonna track down your new King Nothing for my studio too. That one's bitching. Cool. That one's bitching. <laughs> okay. Very cool. Well, do you have a website? How do you get your art? How? Oh, so yeah, stickmanfineart.com. And then there's a big list of galleries on there. You have to go through galleries. I don't sell direct. Um, but okay. there's a, a list of galleries on the website um, on where to find me, where to. And uh, yeah, just call up the galleries and uh, you can order it through them. Sweet. Awesome, man. Well, uh, thanks so much for the hang. And uh, yeah, it was kick ass. Cool. Yeah, cool. anytime. I, anytime you guys want to talk shop, I'm, I'm, I'm down. Cool. Right on. All right. Peace thanks, out. Fellas. You betcha. See you guys. I'll get one of those. <laughs>